News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Not only are they your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, but if you go to their website, shopcunis.com, you can search the entire inventory of the Cunis dealerships, and they got a ton of great stuff. An absolute ton of great stuff. It's how I found my truck through Cunis. You've heard me tell the story. Two-year anniversary today of me joining the Cunis family, buying my truck from Cunis. Um, couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. Found it online. It was in another one of their locations. They brought it to the Quincy store. Two hours later, I'm driving out in a uh, new truck. So shop online, shopcunis.com, shopcunis.com. Stop by the store, and they can shop online with you. Uh, or um, or just uh, you know search what they got in the lot, which is a ton of great new and used inventory. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, welcome on into the show here on this Saturday morning. Thank you so much for making me a part of your morning. Uh, if you're listening on the radio, you can follow along the show on our On The Mark KHMO Facebook page. As always, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Hespin. If you're joining us on the Facebook Live, that's awesome. Thank you so much for uh, spending uh, spending the next hour with me. we got a lot to cover today. Um, we're going to continue my uh, preseason NFL getting ready, the number one uh, storyline for each team heading into the year overarching giant kind of organizational things. Uh, and then we got some Katie to Boston rumors that we're going to have some strong thoughts on. Uh, and then some NFL storylines and quick hitter stuff to break down the rest of the show. Uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into it with Hespin headline. Number one Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. We continue our NFL Preseason storyline saga here. Last week we kicked it off with the NFC South. This week we move on to the NFC East. And um, what I love about this series that I'm doing for the first time here is that we're looking at the teams in an overarching larger picture, right? So this is the, if I'm a fan of this team, or if I'm the local, you know, beat reporter for the local newspaper of this team, this is, to me, the biggest storyline, the biggest question, the biggest um, thing to watch for going into this year. Because all of these things will redefine your franchise. It's not just like, oh, who's going to win the left tackle spot? You know what I mean? Or is the rookie going to perform well? Or, or, you know what I mean? Like, these are these are franchise-altering kind of big storyline things. So let's get it started. I think this is the second easiest division to do. NFC South was the easiest. NFC East, I think, is second, so we're jumping to them now. Uh, and let's get it going with the NFC East, and we're starting with the New York Football Giants, as Boomer would say, the New York Football Giants. Um, Daniel Jones 
in or out. That's that's this whole year for the Giants. Daniel Jones, in or out. Is Brian Dable and a stable coaching staff a, 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 gr- a really great offensive mind that we all seen what he's done with Josh Allen? Is he able to come in and show the Giants, show the rest of the NFL that, no, no, Daniel Jones is a starting quarterback in this league. Like a legit, we need to build around him starting quarterback. He's got the opportunity ahead of him. And that is what uh, this season's all about for New York. It is it is absolutely all about Daniel Jones and being able to see if he can stay healthy for the 17-game season and if he can produce at a high level uh, for a 17-game season. You know, the NFC East, you got to remember, had two teams that made the playoffs last year. Uh, so if the Giants are at, if the Giants are serious about Daniel Jones, and if Daniel Jones is serious about keeping his job as the starting quarterback and getting a contract extension for the New York Giants, he has got to have a terrific year. And a lot of people would argue, oh, well, the headline should be more about Brian Dable, but Brian Dable's safe. You know, this this feels a little bit like Atlanta, where we talked about in the NFC South. Arthur Smith, the head coach, is safe. They're starting Marcus Mariota. I mean, like, he's safe. We all know that they're in a, in a total gut year, rebuild year. They trust the coach. They just need to now get the players right for this coach to have a chance to succeed. Brian Dable is a rookie head coach. A lot of faith in him. A lot of people are high in him. Even if he has a a down year, it'll be easily blamed on the fact that it wasn't. It was Daniel Jones, and he's not my guy. And we'll go get our guy now. But for Daniel Jones, it's crucial. I mean, it is massively crucial for him to have a have a good year to uh, to have this job and to be the starting the face of the the New York Giants. And you know, the Giants organization, the Mara family, want that. Daniel Jones is the perfect, you know, Diet Coke version of Eli Manning, who's already a Diet Coke himself. I mean, it is, uh, you know, he's like Diet, you know, right or whatever. You know, those like uh, the, the the cheap cheap sodas, like you still get for like 25 cents a can at Walmart. I mean, that's what Daniel Jones is. He, they want this to work. And and I think the, the, the New York Giants uh, organization – the reason that they're giving Brian Dable the task of, hey, come on in here, we're going to protect you no matter what, can you make Daniel Jones work, is because the Giants want it to work. They don't want to be uh, starting over fresh. And Daniel Jones has shown flashes, but not consistently healthy, not consistent with the coaching staff around him and the organization. And, you know, the Giants have not been a good organization really since their last Super Bowl win almost a decade ago. So... Very excited for uh, for Daniel Jones to have this opportunity, and it's obviously the biggest storyline of the year for the Giants is what at the end of the year, are we keeping Daniel Jones or are we moving on from him? Daniel Jones feels to me a lot like Trubisky in the sense where if it doesn't go great and, you know, he wins a couple games and, you know, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, can but, you know, flashes where he's still athletic, can move the ball with his feet, he will be... A great bridge quarterback. Find him a spot where they come on in. You you start Daniel Jones for a year when you didn't draft a rookie or you, you don't want another veteran. I think Daniel Jones will have a, a job. 
as long as this year isn't a total disaster. So it's really important for Daniel in that way. But for the Giants organization, can he finally live up to the billing of a first-round pick and become the face of your franchise and uh, and a guy you want to build around? It's a huge year for Brian Dable and Daniel Jones in that way. Uh, moving on to the Washington Commanders. I'm trying to use Commanders as much as possible to get that into the lingo because uh, it's going to be hard not to say just Washington or football team uh the commanders the commanders their big storyline it's at the quarterback as well Carson Wentz I mean that is all eyes on Carson Wentz and I've said it before this is a massive year for Carson because Carson is not Daniel Jones he's not Mitchell Trubisky Carson Wentz is not a backup quarterback. And at this point in time, I don't think you bring Carson in as a bridge quarterback really anymore. This is really Carson Wentz's last chance to really be a starter and I think even really on a roster in the NFL. And I know that's crazy because you're like, well, wait a minute, Mark, 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 he's better than X, Y, and Z, name all these other quarterbacks. Yes, but he doesn't have the build of a backup quarterback, a guy you can just kind of keep on your roster in case. Uh, this is a, this is a, a, a absolutely huge year. Now, Carson Wentz and the Commanders again, uh, similar to the Giants. I think their rosters are better than we just think. As fans, you just can write them off easily. I mean, this is a Washington team that a year ago at this time was coming off a playoff berth, and we had really high hopes for. And then Chase Young injured, step back, and I think um, they have a uh, they have a really solid roster. They could certainly compete for a playoff spot in the NFC East if things go well with Carson Wentz. And so a lot of pressure in that way. Because if Carson Wentz is bad, I don't think you can just blame the fact that he's got no talent around him. You know, Carson Wentz had more talent last year in Indy, and and it led himself to not making the playoffs. Now, the AFC, I will grant you, is tougher than the NFC it was last year. It will be even tougher this year, but... I think um, it equals out. I mean, the Washington is not a not a bottom ten talent. I mean, they are middle of the pack, if not closer to the top half as far as talent on uh, roster in the NFL, especially in the uh, defensive front. Um, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, uh, you know, a, a really solid offensive line. So this is a huge year. It's all about Carson Wentz, and if you're a Washington Commanders fan. You got to be feeling kind of nervous. I mean, part of you hopes that Carson Wentz has a great year: thirty touchdowns, twelve interceptions, thirty-eight hundred yards, four thousand yards passing, and you are, you know, ten and seven, and you make your way into the playoffs. I think that's plausible for this Washington football team. I think it's it's not exactly highly likely, but it's plausible. They're they're. I can't sit here and say I think the Giants are going to end up 10-7 and seven and do that. No, I just don't think that's – I mean, that would take so many things going right. And 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 Daniel Jones performing at a level that we've never seen it happen. We've seen Carson Wentz play at that high of a level. Now, it was years ago and injuries ago, but I still give it the plausible, uh, you know, the plausible factor. It's a massive year. And if you're a Commanders fan, as I was saying – you're you're in this weird space where I feel like yes you just want the answer at quarterback and and you're willing at this point to say 
I'm happy if it's Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz is the answer, that's fine. We'll take it. We just need to see it. So really interesting year for Wentz. Really interesting year for the Commanders. Uh, I have the Commanders uh, right now. They're like the hardest team for me to predict their record. As I'm starting to you know compile all this in a couple of weeks from now, I'll do my big predictions for the NFL season. The Commanders are one of these teams I just keep going back and forth on. And so much of it is because of Wentz. All right, moving on as you listen on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Follow along on our uh, Facebook page if you're listening on Terrestrial Radio uh, on the mark KHMO on Facebook. We move on to the Eagles. And the big question for the Eagles is not the quarterback. It's it's just the, the building off of that playoff berth. Was that a fluke? Or is this an Eagles team that is ready to continue to rise? You know what I mean? We saw it with the Bills a couple years ago, right? They made the playoffs. All right, Josh Allen was like wild and doing backwards passes, and and it was almost a disaster. And then the next year, oh, they were even better in the regular season, and they went a little farther in the playoffs. Or is this Eagle team like the Bears' uh, first year with head coach Matt Nagy? had a new coach, Nick Sirianni, Matt Nagy. They did some stuff with kind of smoke and mirrors. You didn't really know what to expect from them. Solid defense and an offense that, you know, had big play capability, but also just looks different and maybe a little hard to defend in a weaker division. And then what happened to the Bears? They came back to earth in Matt Nagy year two. So is which one is it? Are the Eagles the Bills? Are they on this rise and they're going to take another step forward? Or are they like my Bears from a couple years ago, and this was kind of a weird fluke year, and then it all kind of comes crumbling back. Remember, a year ago this time, I was really hard on Nick Sirianni. I didn't love the hire. I was kind of weird what was going on in Philadelphia. But he certainly proved me wrong, and Jalen Hurts had himself a really solid year. I am tending to lean towards the Eagles feel a little bit more like the Bills than the Bears. Now, I don't know if they are going to start winning playoff games and making a deep run in the postseason. But I think there's something to this Jalen Hurts kid. I think there's something to Nick Sirianni's offense that um, that really played last year that was more sustainable and there looked like there's more room for growth. But that is the biggest question line. I mean, every, every week for Eagles fans is going to be, we're a playoff team last year, so you expect to make it back to the playoffs this year and build on that. So every loss is going to be absolutely scrutinized. And uh, can they handle that pressure of being a playoff team in a weak division? You know, if you're an Eagles fan right now this morning, as part of why this is the this is the, the big question for you heading into the year, this big storyline, is you got to feel like when you're looking at that schedule, when you see Giants and Commanders on it, you got to think 4-0, that you got to go 4-0 in division against those two teams. You have a better roster, I think you do. You have a better quarterback than the other two teams, I think you do. And I think that you have some stability. I mean, you have a second-year head coach in this system. They add A.J. Brown, so you've gotten better. They had a nice draft as well. So I think the Eagles and the expectations are higher. So how do they handle it? Are they the Bears? After year one of Matt Nagy, year two, fall the wheels fall off, or are they the Bills from a you know his second year in Sean McDermott, where they just build on it, and all of a sudden you're winning playoff games and having a deep playoff run? I think they tend to lean towards more towards the Bills, but the Eagles are another team where, as I'm starting these early predictions, I'm struggling with a bit. They do feel like a playoff team to me in the NFC because of the roster. 
and the weakness of the NFC. Remember, you got to find seven teams to get into the playoffs in each conference. And the Eagles, as you start to look down the the, the rosters in the NFC, they still feel like a playoff team to me. As I'm, you know, kind of, you know, spilling a little bit of the teasing here of how I feel like the NFC is going to break down. Um, but that's a huge, it's a huge, huge storyline for the Eagles. How do they handle the success, the pressure, and they've improved their roster, which was a team that already made the playoffs last year. All right, and then finally, the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. Do the Cowboys, uh, uh, you know, take the division? Well, there to me, the headline for them and the storyline is playoff wins or bust. I think if the Cowboys don't win a playoff game this year, then you could see some real shakeups in in the Cowboys organization. They got rid of Amari Cooper. They're putting more uh, pressure on CeeDee Lamb. I think the Cowboys had a nice offseason. I think they added some pieces. Uh, but their defense, it's not going to be as good as it was last year. Defensive that have Defenses that have historic turnover years, it is nearly impossible to match that a second year in a row. And remember, this is a Cowboys team. That what won thirteen games last year? Fourteen. Uh, I have it right here. Let me let me make sure. Twelve games last year. Twelve and five. They won their division. They hosted a playoff game, and they lost twenty three seventeen at home to the Niners. Now the Niners went on to have a nice run, and they beat the Packers. You know, but the Niners. Come on, you're at home. You're you're in Jerry's world. You know, you can't forget how much of a disappointing end it was to the Cowboys season last year. Now, I've never been high on the Cowboys. I haven't been high on the Cowboys. Even when I predicted them to make the playoffs last year, I didn't think they would do anything. And I feel similarly about them this year. I just wonder how Jerry Jones will react to that. They have a really, you know, kind of a tough schedule this year as you look into it. So not only is it like, no, 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 the Cowboys have to make the playoffs. They have one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFC. They have one of the top five rosters in the NFC. They're in the second weakest division in the weaker conference. And so no excuses for them not to win this division. If they don't win the division, it is a massive failure of a year for the Cowboys. And I think if they not only don't win the division and they don't win at least one playoff game, remember the Cowboys have only won three playoff games post their last Super Bowl. That's three playoff games in 30 years. It's one a decade for America's team. For Jerry, like, I mean, it's it's not good. It's not good for the Cowboys. So they have if they don't make, not only win their division but win a playoff game or two, then I think Mike McCarthy could be gone. I think there could be some massive shakeups uh, to this Cowboys coaching staff and maybe some other moves made as well. Uh, so it's a big pressure year for the Cowboys. Not only is it playoffs or bust, it's playoff wins or bust for the Dallas Cowboys. So every single loss is going to be highly, highly scrutinized. I think even more so than normal. And we know how much we scrutinize Cowboys wins as it is. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. When we come back... We're talking the rumors of Katie to Boston. What's my gut say about it? But then also, if I try to take fandom out of it, what does my you know analyst cap say about Katie in Boston? We'll break both those down next. We're live and local on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO. It's on the mark. Hey, Cardinals fans. 
When we reach, when we play, we're moving through life. But an estimated 80% of Americans aren't getting their recommended daily amount of physical activity. It's time to move and keep moving, America. And when you need help, physical therapists and physical therapist assistants are by your side. Because even in a pandemic, we are meant to climb, to dance, to soar, to thrive. Choose to move. Choose physical therapy. Visit ChoosePT.com. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. Uh, their lot is full. When you drive around and you see a lot of these other lots and they're either barren, they're empty, that's not what's happening at Cunis Honda Hyundai. I just talked actually with uh, general sales manager of the Hyundai side, Levi Billman, the other day in the morning show, and they said they were just getting in another new shipment of new Hyundais, and they always uh, can uh, stop by the dealership and order whatever you want, custom order. I know it takes a couple months to get it, but you'll guarantee get exactly what you want, and you can get lock in the great rates that you can now. So uh, check them on out, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you, or just shop online, shopcunis.com. All right, let's move on to Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Kevin Durant. In green, possibly headed to Boston. That is the rumor mill going on right now. So, uh, I, I, I this story is is difficult because I think it's hard to not have multiple takes on KD to Boston. So I'm gonna try. I'm trying to break it. I'm gonna try and break it down in two categories for you. All right. I would start off as just. I'm an NBA analyst. I have no fandom in the game. And does this move make sense? And so if you're Brooklyn, I think the move does make a lot of sense. Because you can say to Jalen Brown, we wanted you. We want you to be a star. We want you to get out of Tatum's shadow. We want to build around 25-year-old Jalen Brown as a scorer, and is a guy who's a very good wing defender, and we want to put pieces around you for you to shine. And I think that Jalen Brown is the type of guy that if you put him in that situation, especially maybe with a Kyrie, a guy he's played with before, and some of the other pieces you can maybe get to build around him, you could see him have a, not James Harden like win an MVP, but a, a bump, a big bump to where it's like, is is he an A? Is he an A player? You know, I think if you increase Jalen Brown's usage rate, you get him out of Tatum's shadow and all that, and you have a really nice piece to build around that I think other guys would be willing to come and, you know, want to play with. And if you're Brooklyn at this point, this has been such a massive headache. You got to remember, three years ago, before KD and Kyrie joined Brooklyn, remember, Brooklyn was so fun. They had Karis LeVert. Jared Allen, this young team of guys who had no stars and no superstars, and they made the playoffs. They were running guys out the gym, young, athletic, coming down the fort. The stadium was packed. The, the organization was rocking. And then, you know, I don't blame them. All of a sudden, Katie and Kyrie, you basically called them and say, we just want to be on your team. Like, well, crap, you know, two of the top ten superstars in the league – at the time, you can maybe even argue two of the top five. And, and and you know, you I get why you make the move, but it blew up in your faces. They haven't been the same. They've been 
or wildly underwhelming and it's toxic. And now Katie wants out. And if you're if you're Brooklyn, I don't think getting the multiple superstars is a, is a good thing for you. I think if you're Brooklyn, clear out the cap space, go back to what you were building. Just get guys who actually want to play basketball, play every night, want to prove themselves, and build your organization that way. And then, yeah, you'll find a star or two to add along the way and without having to blow up your team for it. I think what teams are realizing is that trades versus free agency, it's just not its not even close. Build through free agency 99.999% of the time as a po- and the draft. These mega trades, all they do is gut your rosters, stars get moody, they get entitled, and then and then they do they even want to play for you? And I think but I do think if you're Brooklyn, it makes sense because you can get Jalen Brown, you get some good pieces and draft picks, and and you you reset and you you get the toxicity out of the room and you say, All right, I know the East is tougher than the West right now, but we're gonna we're gonna try and build something here new from the ground up. If you're Boston as an analyst, listen, it makes you instantly the title contender. The Boston Celtics adding KD, you are top of the mountain, everyone talking about you, historic franchise, two insanely great players, um, one in his prime, one just leaving his prime, and, uh, and and still a bunch of good role players around you. They are the top dogs in the East and in the NBA if if they add them. And so there's that's exciting. I mean, you you instantly become the the number one title threat. The, the title is yours for everyone else to come get. Right. So that's obviously exciting. And in Boston, it's about winning titles. And Boston for years has built this Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum rebuild up and 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 up. And a lot of people will argue, well, come on, don't blow it up. You're only two games away from winning the finals. But I think Boston and Brad Stevens are smart enough to know they squeaked by Milwaukee and they didn't have Chris Middleton. So you're a healthy Chris Middleton away from probably not making it past Milwaukee. And then Miami was absolutely gutted injuries. Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, uh, Jimmy Butler missed a game in that series. I mean, it was you. any true basketball analyst in that organization probably can look at it and say, this finals run, while yes, it was great, and injuries are always a part of it, we're not actually currently constructed. Even though you add to Neil Gallinari and Malcolm Brogdon, we're still probably not better than Boston and a healthy Miami I don't love that matchup for us. And the 76ers added pieces. They're going to be, have some real continuity this year. I, like, yeah, I think KD puts you ahead then. KD, and you add KD and Tatum, if you keep Brogdon and maybe Al Horford, like all of a sudden you're like, no, no, that team is better than the Bucks. That team is better than the Heat. It's better than the 76ers, no matter what other depth they have. And Boston is a great coach, good culture organization. I think they'd handle it well. So that is the analyst part of it, right? The analyst part says it makes sense for Brooklyn. They get a star that they can say, hey, we're committed to you. And we wanted you. We turned down other deals. 
we had our eyes on you, and we want you to be our guy. Let's get you out of Tatum's shadow. You're the Batman here. And for Boston, it says, you know what? As much as we love you, Jalen, we need to just put ourselves over the top. The East is tougher than the West. It's competitive, and we need to know that we can be the top dogs in the conference. So I like it. I like it from an analyst standpoint. Now, as a fan, I take that the analyst hat off. I go back to I'm just Mark Hespin who loves basketball and is a Bulls fan. As a fan, I don't like it at all. I hate it. I hate it. Because everything I just said, as a fan, I love the East right now as a fan. How do you not love the East as a fan right now? It is so balanced and competitive. With the Brooklyn Nets having KD and Kyrie and the mess they have, you have two superstars in Brooklyn. Atlanta got better. Remember, they add DeJounte Murray. Cleveland is young, healthier, and scrappy as all get out. I think the Knicks got better. And I, I think I think Detroit and Orlando through the draft both improved their teams and are young and scrappy and fun to watch. And then you add in the fact that Toronto's really well coached and they're going to be healthy this year. The Bulls, I think, are have gotten better. They added nice pieces and they're healthy. Alonzo Ball healthy. Levine healthy. They re-sign him. They got a you know Vooch and, and Demar Derozan. They're a really good team. And then Philadelphia, I think, got better, and there's going to be continuity. Milwaukee, best team in the East, in my opinion. They have the best player in basketball. Boston, they were just in the finals. Young court got better. Added Malcolm Brogdon. Added Danilo Gallinari. That's a deep team, and they just were in the finals. And then Miami, they won the East last year. I think they're healthier, and they're no, no reason they shouldn't be competitive. I mean, there's so much competitive balance in the East. You have your ten, t- your ten playoff teams right there: Atlanta, Brooklyn, Chicago, Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, Cleveland, Knicks. With then the Wizards, Magic, and and Pistons, the young scrappy teams, and the Wizards with a star in Bradley Beal. Like, the East is so much fun. And all of a sudden, you put KD in Boston, you're just kind of like, oh, bleep. And when KD's in Boston, the only team that really can can beat that team and be competitive is is the Bucks, And it's because Giannis is the best player in the world. So, as a fan, I like KD suffering in Brooklyn. You made that mess. You sleep in that bed. I like that. That's fun. So, as an analyst, it makes sense. And if you're just trying to think of it from Boston and Brooklyn terms, yeah, make the move. I think it makes sense. As a fan, boo this move. Boo. Stay in Brooklyn. Be miserable with Kyrie and his sage that he burns before every game. Be miserable. (laughs) Or I'd be okay if KD got traded to the West. (laughs) So, as a fan, it's like, don't do it. Stay in your misery or get him to the Western Conference, all right? You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. That is Hesman Headline 1 and 2. We've gone through the meat of the show. Let's get to the potatoes and the dessert on the way. We're live and local on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. 
Hi, I'm EB, and welcome to Heartbeat. In John 21, we find the disciples of Jesus in a boat all night long, trying to catch fish, but with no luck. As they were coming ashore, Jesus called out to them by saying, Do you have any fish? They yelled back, No! And Jesus replied, Cast your net to the other side of the boat. And just like that, their nets were overflowing. The interesting thing is that this took place after Jesus' resurrection. And we find the disciples back to business as usual. They spent three years with Jesus, and here they are back to their old stomping grounds, doing what they've always done. We could say, well, they're only human. Well, so are we. And Jesus has invited us to do the same thing. Maybe it's time to cast your net on the other side of your boat. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. You're listening to Doug, Jen, and Victoria. Who the hell is Cardi B? <laughs> Sorry, you know who Cardi B is? Really? No, I hear about her all the time. It's not like I'm like vacant to her name. You know, your grandmother used to say, turn that trash off. That's what you feel like. And it happened to me at 40 years old. So there you go. Cardi B. Uh, who knows? <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Happy Valentine's Day. You're the Spice Girls. For more DJV, get the podcast at djvshow.com. Stefan, seven days a week on KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Research shows listener allergy forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Mainly cloudy skies today with a high of 82. Southeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Partly cloudy skies tonight 63. Slight chance for scattered showers tomorrow. Highs around 81. Mainly cloudy skies expected. Right now 69. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. You got to ask them about that complimentary no fear lifetime powertrain warranty on new and select used vehicles yeah they're doing some incredible stuff over at cunis honda hyundai shop cunis.com 221 north 36th street in quincy tell them mark sent you if you don't follow the show on facebook you should on the mark khmo search literally all one word on the mark khmo on facebook you'll find us uh, you can follow along on Facebook Live then. Keep you updated. I, po- I post the podcast of the show uh, on the uh, on the Facebook page as well. And I throughout the week give you kind of some quick hitter things to let you know of kind of what we're going to talk about or some breaking news that happens and instant thoughts and reactions. So you should follow the show on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. All right. So... We move on NFL storylines. There's a couple storylines here. Just want to uh, clean up some stuff for uh, the listeners and, and give you guys some thoughts. Let's start with Julio Jones in Tampa. I love this move. Uh, it's a no-risk, high-reward thing for Tampa. Tampa's got the receivers. You don't ne- necessarily need Julio Jones, but I think Tom will basically make Julio Jones be Rob Gronkowski this year. He's gonna. You're gonna see Julio Jones basically play the the part whenever Rob Gronkowski splits out wide, and you just say, "All right," and then, you know, and they add uh, what's his name, the the Rudolph, the former tight end. I think they're just gonna be red zone targets. I think you'll see Julio Jones catch more touchdown passes this year than he has like in the last five years combined. I think it could be a huge uh, a huge get. I don't think it's gonna be a ton of yards and a ton of catches. If you're in like a PPR league, 
But if you're looking for just like red zone targets, touchdowns, I, watch. I think Julio Jones and Tom Brady are going to quickly, quickly become besties. And I think he's a good um, pickup for them because Mike Evans always tweaks a hammy at some point in time and misses like two or three weeks. And it, Julio Jones can step up and fill that number one role for two or three weeks for sure, if that need be. I think a it, it, ton of depth, um, and uh, and I love that move for for Tampa Bay, and I think it's I think it's going to pay off for them. Uh, the other big news is in San Francisco, where uh, we now know that Trey Lance will start day one, which is really exciting because then you get Justin Fields, Trey Lance in Chicago week one. Love it. I think the Bears are already minus six and a half at home. Pound that. I think the Bears upset the Niners week one. I'm just saying. I'll I'll make that my case for that later. But um Trey Lance starter, and I and I think it's the right move. If you're the Niners, you've got to rip the training wheels off. You invested so much in this guy, you gotta figure out is he your guy going forward? You have to figure it out. And I think um it's going to be a fascinating season to watch, and we'll get to that when we talk NFC storylines. Um, but now the focus is then Jimmy G. Jimmy G is open season for trading. Open season. So does Jimmy G have a home? I think the Niners, if you were to put a bug in their office, truth serum into John Lynch's neck, that thick Hall of Fame neck of his, you would get out of them that they are praying for some starting quarterback to get injured somewhere for a team that has playoff aspirations and the quarterback is going to miss half the season. They're praying for that because Jimmy G immediately becomes worth a third rounder, a second rounder at that point. Um, If that doesn't happen, Watch, I think Cleveland will make the move for Jimmy G uh, once they know the length of Deshaun Watson suspension. Because Cleveland is a win-now roster. They need to make the playoffs. And if Deshaun Watson is going to miss more than half the season, which I think he should, um, then I think you'll see Cleveland get aggressive in that way. And they should, because Jimmy G can keep... listen. If your starter gets injured for eight games, or if your starter is suspended for eight games, let's say, Jimmy G is by far the best thing available to win you as close to five of those eight games as possible. Because that's what you need, right? You need a guy to come in then at that point to win you enough games to when your starter is available, your season's not ruined. So Jimmy G can is the best thing to get you in that three to five win of the eight game category. And if you're three and five after eight games, you absolutely your season's not lost. If you're four and four, if you're five and three, you're right in there. Jimmy G, if without Jimmy G though, and you go regular backup, you're probably closer to two and you know six or one and seven or zero oh and eight. So Jimmy G's market value is huge. I think if I was Cleveland, I'd make the trade for him today. And I would send the message to the rest of the league. We know the Deshaun Watson suspension is happening. We don't care. We're committed to Deshaun because you're already shown that, even though I think he's as scummy as it is. But you're also saying we want to win this year. We are we are all in on winning. So if I was Cleveland, I'd already be on the phone trying to make that deal happen. But 
Um, otherwise, I think you're you're going to see a lot of teams waiting. I, you know, the other places for them that make some sense. I mean, I think I think like New Orleans makes a ton of sense, but they're committed to Jameis. But I think he's better than Jameis. Um, I think that Tampa Bay makes a ton of sense to come be Tom's backup, and then next year he gets the chance to start. I think Washington makes a ton of sense. He's better than Wentz. I'd rather have him than Wentz. Um, but elsewhere, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a, it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell right now because there's a lot of teams that they feel like, oh, he'd be better than their starter, but they've kind of already you know made their bets. So all eyes on Jimmy G right now and where he ends up. I think Cleveland, it makes a ton of sense. I think Cleveland would do a lot of good PR. You get Jimmy G in the building, then you don't have to worry about all the the questions are then like, hey, we're starting Jimmy G day one because we know there's something coming with Deshaun and we support Deshaun. And w- when when Deshaun's available to play, he will be our starter. But Jimmy G for now. And if you're Jimmy, it's a great fit because if you go five and three with a good roster, or even maybe it's the whole year and you end up leading Cleveland to the playoffs, you will get a starting job next year somewhere else. So if I'm Jimmy, I'm looking for Cleveland. I'm pushing my agent towards Cleveland, and and that's the kind of situation I want to be in. Uh, finally, um, Ryan Jensen, the center for the Bucks, getting injured. Hate that. That stinks. That's exactly why I don't make predictions yet. Let's get through the majority of training camp here because Ryan Jensen missing significant time. I do think that's there's all of a sudden you know that's a you know in a in a Tampa's got a tougher game on their schedule early. Without a Ryan Jensen against a, a team with a good pass rush, that could be a, a game changer in deciding if they win or lose that game in my predictions. All right, final break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up with a couple quick hitters. Uh, the dessert of the show, as I like to say. We had the meat. That was the potatoes. Let's get to some dessert. We're live and local on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. It's on the mark. In the 1930s. Hi, I'm news correspondent Bob Woodruff. In 2006, a roadside bomb struck the armored vehicle I was riding in while reporting from Iraq. I sustained a life-threatening traumatic brain injury. The military term, got your six, means I have your back. And that day, our service members had mine. During my recovery, I learned firsthand the challenges facing our service members who return home with injuries. While serving, their fellow service members always had their six. Now that they're home, it is our turn. We started the Bob Woodruff Foundation to make sure that the camaraderie and support they relied on in the military carries on. And we need you. Please join us as part of the Got Your Six initiative and help us be there for impacted veteran service members and their families. They've had our backs. It's time we have theirs. Learn more at gotyoursix.org. That's gotyoursix.org. Using the number six. COVID-19 has changed everything for the children of the world. Since the earliest days of the pandemic, we've been on the ground providing children food, educational resources, and basics no child should be without. To learn more, visit savethechildren.org slash together. This year, join us and make change for children. Visit savethechildren.org slash together. Sponsored by Save the Children. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back down the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. Oh, shout out Kunis Honda Hyundai. I saw the uh, Facebook memory 
Two years now, I've been with the Cunis family since I got my truck from Cunis Honda Hyundai. Best decision I made uh, since moving to the Tri-States. Uh, scratch that. It was the best. And then I met my fiance. And now that, so second best behind fiance. That's still pretty good. That is fiance one, Cunis two. That's that's high praise. Uh, and, and and all joking aside, seriously, j- think about joining the Cunis family. Tell them Mark sent you 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Shopcunis.com to see the entire lineup of inventory across all the Cunis dealers. That's what I did. That's how I found my truck with Cunis. Uh, I wouldn't steer you wrong. Trust me. Cunis Honda Hyundai, uh, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right. Let's get to the dessert of the show. A couple quick hitters. Um, Bears new helmets. You know, they're getting roasted online. I think they're fun. I think it's silly. It's stupid. You know, I, I'm not a huge uniform guy. It's not going to make or break it. I will say, I think Barstool Big Cat had a great take on part of my take, and I'm going to echo that. The Bears should be a, an organization that's historically above stupid and silly stuff like this, but they're also a very cheap organization, so if it's going to help them sell, they'll do it. So I, I, I don't get too bent out of shape about uniforms. I just don't. It's just, it is what it is. And I, as long as they're not adding uh, uh, sponsorship patches to NFL uniforms, I will fight back hard on that. That's pathetic. The NFL should be above that. Keep those uniforms clean. I know no matter how much money you can make off it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to get up in arms about it. Maybe once I actually watch them playing it, yeah, I'll wait till that Thursday night game against the, the commanders, and if they get blown out, I'll blame the helmets for sure. We'll, we'll wait till we get to that point. Uh, Aaron Judge. You see that? Homer 41 last night. The race to 60 is on. It's not even August yet. Aaron Judge saving baseball this summer. Great storyline to keep an eye out for. It's a reason to watch Yankee games. Aaron Judge chasing 60. Uh, hit for a bomb last night, 41. Uh, the Mariners have acquired Luis Castillo from the Reds. Love that move for the Mariners. Go for it. Go get pitching. I think the, the Cardinals could have used the Luis Castillo. A lot of teams could use Luis Castillo. He's a great pitcher. But uh, this is a great move for the Mariners. I think I like kind of like that they're going for it. Um, they're having a, a nice run here pre-All-Star break, and now they're they're going to build off and say, hey, let's be buyers like the Braves were. Never know what can happen. Uh, and then um, what else we got here? Uh, oh, finally, the Cubs. I want to end with the Cubs. So, obviously, the Cubs are looking to trade now Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ. And I'll just say this. To me, the Cubs trading Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ is the them publicly trying to save face to their fan base. So, no, no, we've had a plan all along. Our plan a year ago when we committed to moving Bryant and Rizzo and Javi and, and Schwarber. It was all about this is just the final pieces to that plan. And we are getting all the prospects, and this rebuild will be now epic. Ten years of dominance with this rebuild. When in reality, if they would have kept Bryant and Rizzo, kept Hap and Contreras, kept Schwarber, this team would be competing for the division right now. And and then, yeah. As guys move out of their prime, you slowly replace them. It's kind of what organizations should do to stay competitive. 
Rebuilds are such BS in baseball, especially when you're talking about prospects who are like 18 and they're going to be the minors for like six years. No, 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 no. If you have guys who are playing winning baseball, I get it. Javi, and he's kind of, you've seen it with Javi. It, it was okay to move on from Javi. But Bryant, Rizzo having good years. Rizzo especially, you 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 keep Contreras. He's one of the best catchers in the game. Hap's an all-star. Schwarber is battling for the home run lead with Aaron Judge. He's an all-star. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, you have a, can you kept a great core together. Yeah, you need to get more aggressive with finding starting pitching, but that doesn't necessarily mean you had to blow everything up. I, I just hate it, and I and I think it's silly and it's stupid. I know, and I think the Cubs, uh, in the end, it's all about money and they're cheap, and so rebuilds are a way for them to sell that no, we have a plan. But really, it's just they're just cheap. And they don't want to spend money, and it's pathetic. The Cubs should never, ever, ever be in a rebuild. They shouldn't. They are. One of the wealth they are they have wealthy owners, wealthy fan base. They should constantly be competing and retooling, never rebuilding. And this is pathetic, and it's sad to see two of those guys go. Thanks so much for tuning on in on the mark this week. Next week, our NFL storylines continue. Have a great weekend. It's been a while since I gave my.